catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. This is Naked Pine. M.I.P. With Masamela Matfumal. Mark Thompson. Naked Pine. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, certainly you have heard the news, the latest news about R. Kelly and the federal trial. Of course, there'll still be some local trials and what have you. A lot of conversation on social media about it. The largest and most powerful African-American online presence we have, of course, is with colorchange.org, one of my favorite organizations. And they spoke up early on and much of the pressure that they brought to bear through their supporters and followers forced RCA and Sony to drop R. Kelly in the first place. It'd be good to check in with them to see how they feel the effects of their work might have had an impact on all this and to get color changes reaction to the trial itself we're happy to be joined here today by the senior director of the media culture and economic justice arm of color of change jade magnus ogunaki is our guest jade welcome to make it plain how are you thank you so much i'm well today so happy to be here and it's a pleasure to have you as well. So first of all, Color of Change's reaction to the latest news and, and the trial. Yeah, so, you know, at Color of Change, we ran our first campaign against R. Kelly in 2017. So Jim DeRogatis, the journalist who had bro- initially broken the story around the child pornography tape in the early 2000s, had written an article in BuzzFeed highlighting that R. Kelly was still abusing and victimizing young Black women and girls. Immediately, we went out on a, a letter to RCA demanding to meet with them and asking them to drop him. We met with RCA. They were not interested. And, you know, a year later, surviving R. Kelly on Lifetime dropped. And the conversation around R. Kelly became relevant again. And we were able to negotiate with with RCA and they dropped R. Kelly in January 2018. So in some ways, you know, the trial, he was convicted of racketeering, sex trafficking, young Black women and girls. In some ways, it feels like a measure of accountability. I know that a lot of his victims have come forward and said that it, it does feel good. It feels like he's being held accountable. But, you know, not sure if there's anything that could ever right the wrongs of the government, the Thor police officers, police police departments and corporations who looked the other way for decades while R. Kelly sexually abused and, and violated young black women and girls. Yeah, yeah. And and this is not the end either. I mean, there are other charges he's facing, correct? Yeah. Yes, he is. I think he's facing the charges in uh, Minnesota and Illinois. One child pornography case and I believe one aggravated assault case. So this was the federal case and he's going to be facing state state uh, state cases as well. You know, maybe we give too much attention to noisiness, but it still kind of troubles me. You've had some people, even a couple of members of the Black Caucus, and of course, Bill Cosby, he doesn't count, but I mean, he still said it. People already talking about, well, maybe he can 
rehabilitate himself. I just think that that's not only premature, but but inappropriate. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think the the best of us want to believe in human redemption. I think that's a belief that many of us hold deeply. But it's no surprise that R. Kelly is convicted of sex trafficking, of abusing Black women and girls. And people's first thought is R. Kelly can be rehabilitated. Not like, so what about the dozens of Black women and girls who R. Kelly has abused for, for decades? Where's the, their rehabilitation? They need therapy. They need living wage jobs. You know, and these are things that are usually out of reach for young Black women and girls, uh, right. especially those who are low income. And so... So, you know, I, I I find it completely inappropriate. I know I, I know a lot of people have said R. Kelly has actually had 20 years to rehabilitate himself after he escaped by the skin of his teeth on the child pornography case in 2008. And, you know, I think it, it has a lot to do with the focus on, you know, patriarchy and the focus on, on men and how in many ways we excuse so much violence due to the power of celebrity, the power of money the, and power. And I, I don't think it's a, it's a surprise that it's only when R. Kelly is pretty much broke that where he's finally able to be convicted. When he had money, he had the the million yeah. dollar defense team, legal team, he got off. You know, the judge of the case in 2008 threw a party for the prosecution and the defense, you know? And so it's no surprise that, you know, when he finally has lost his fortune is the time he's able to be, he's able to be convicted. But in terms of what you've witnessed and the great work Color Change has done, I mean, numbers of people signed on to mute R. Kelly. But let's face it, this is a, a thing in our community. You still got some folks out here defending Bill Cosby. Yeah. And we know with our people, it's complicated. Yeah. Because of the history of false witness against black men. Yes. What are your thoughts about that? And 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 can just from your point of view, Jay, have you all noticed more people relieved for his conviction versus more people who are trying to defend him? You know, it's have you been able to gauge that? No, no, okay. it's, it's a total, it's a total mixed bag. And, you know, I think our community does have a long history. You hear the story of Emmett Till growing up as a young black child and you hear he was murdered and killed for right. whistling at a white woman, right? So there's a long history of, of black men and black people in general being you know, burned at the stake for a false witness regarding sexual assault. I mean, I think the challenge with R. Kelly specifically is that there was a, a child pornography tape that was circulating. So, so many of the people who are defending R. Kelly saw that tape, you know? And I do I do think that surviving R. Kelly was a, a, a culture shift. I think for a long, you know, I grew up, I was in middle school when the, the the child pornography tape first came out. I don't remember a single person standing up and saying, this man is guilty and he violated this 14-year-old girl. You know, the conversation was all about this young girl is fast. This young girl wanted it. She made it happen. He's a, he's a celebrity. He could have anyone. So he it must be something that she did. And so the culture and the way that we're discussing gendered violence has really changed over the past few decades, but we still have a very long way to go. Anything Facebook article about R. Kelly in the case, there's people, again, shifting the blame. Should his parents, what about their parents? Should their parents be arrested? It's like, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get there. But right now, let's focus on, let's focus on R. Kelly, the person who actually raped, tortured, and violated these young Black women and girls. Um, you know, the journalist Jim DeRogata says that he's personally talked to over 40. 40 young women and actually boys too. There was a young a young man who who uh, who testified in the trial as well to R. Kelly's sexual abuse. So mm. it's a problem. 
genders. And it seems like R. Kelly has been able to run freely um, and abuse anyone who he wanted to, as long as he could write a big enough check, whether that's a donation to the police department, whether that's hiring the best lawyers, he's been able to escape accountability. And for the first time, he's been unable to escape that accountability. Yeah, yeah. And, and that is good news. Yeah, even Chuck D., Says, I just it just was baffling to me why people. I think people want to see the good in people. I think particularly when you have someone who has made art that you really love, you want to see the the positivity in them. You want to believe that they have they could be redeemed. And and I think the challenge is that the focus has to be on the victims in this time. If anybody needs support and needs love, it's those victims who many of them had to be anonymous because they have been receiving death threats. They can't go get a job because R. Kelly's you know fans or employees will will taunt them, subject them to violence. So it's painful. As a as a black woman, to see so much care go to somebody who enacted so much violence and the victims received none. Yeah, more MIP after this message. And you also mentioned too that you know our being enamored with celebrity a lot of times. One of the one of the members of the CBC even said, "We know he has a lot of talent." And I'm like, so I mean, and and uh, folk might get mad at me saying this, I, you know. I'm, I'll be 55 in December, so I'm not that old. But I've seen a lot of great talent and artists in my lifetime. <laughs> and R. Kelly really never like, knocked me out. I'm just be real with you. He just never really knocked me out. And uh, I like, I believe I can fly. But I'm like, I'm not seeing all the talent that overshadows what we're talking about here. The other thing, too, I was in a conversation a couple of weeks ago uh, with my producer, who's a woman. And we were talking about surviving R. Kelly. The trial was going on. And, Jade, I couldn't get through it. It was I forced, yeah, I forced myself to look at it because, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a feminist and a womanist, all of those things. And I'm very, very serious about that. But I could not deal with it. I mean, it was traumatic for me as a mm-hmm. man. But I had some questions. So, you know, I was looking at some of the women who got caught up, who even responded to him. Right. I'm not a woman. And I asked another sister friend of mine, uh, Tamika Mallory, in fact, I said, Tamika, what would make these sisters even... One woman talked about how she was at a concert and he said, just come on, get on the plane with me. She said, I don't have any luggage or clothes. And she said, just get on the plane. And she went and jumped on the plane. I said, I don't understand that. She said, Mark, and this goes to your point in terms of opportunities women do and don't have. People want to say fast. But the reality is she was saying to me, Mark, you have no idea the level of desperation, the level of insecurity that a lot of young women have that a person like R. Kelly discerns and is able to exploit. And so, some of us who have not maybe seen that, and I'm around, you know, women in my family, strong, you a strong black woman. So I don't encounter women yourself. I don't encounter women every day who I would imagine. I don't see Jay jumping on a plane with R. Kelly, but that doesn't mean that there, she helped enlighten me about what other people are going through. Uh, they may not have their parents in their lives or their loved ones or just anything. And there is just this for black women, especially the the total assault on self-confidence and self-security yes. enables someone like R. Kelly. And yeah. that was a, that was a wake up call to me, too. Abusers have a sixth sense to target the vulnerable. They can look at a room full of people and target the most vulnerable. They can identify that person. I think there's another factor, too, which is that of the vast majority of R. Kelly's victims 
had dreams of being in the music industry, right? And so he, his his first known victim, right, who was Aaliyah, who the trial revealed he married her when she was underage, you know, he produced and wrote her first album. And so, yeah. so many of these young girls believe this is my one child. When will I ever be in front of an A-list musician and celebrity like this ever again? And you know, so many of the women, particularly in the Surviving R. Kelly documentary, talked about how they didn't have good relations with their parents, how they were mm-hmm. runaways, how they were looking for a home, they were looking for some stability. And he preyed on that and he preyed on it to the, you know, the app, you know, the stories that they told were were gut-wrenching. They were grotesque. And so, you know, we are we are so glad that that finally his victims are feeling a little bit of relief and actually feeling validated because for the past 20 years, his victims have been accused of lying. They've been saying, they've been yeah. saying they wanted it, you know, and it's, and this is the, and people would always say, well, he hasn't been convicted of anything. Well, now he has. So that, that changes the conversation. More MIP after this message. What's next in the R. Kelly accountability movement, so to speak. What's next for color change on this front? Yeah. So, you know, a particular space that we feel like has gone under discussed is the way that media has discussed the the victims of R. Kelly. So many publications have used language that is dehumanizing to describe his victims. So one thing that color change has developed is a style guide for journalists to discuss Mm -hmm. Black victims of gendered violence. How do we talk about them? What are the words that we use that give them humanity versus dehumanize them? And so we're in conversations with uh, many different media outlets about this, adopting a style guide and having some very specific intention. Because one thing that happens is that these women are brave enough to tell their stories and then they're totally torn apart. Their, Their pain is actually used to ridicule them and harass them. And so we want media to take a responsibility for the ways that they have dehumanized Black women and girls. So that's our next. We will fill you in. We look forward to talking to you again when some of these media sure. outlets have committed formally to it and are publicly out on using a gendered style guide. But yeah, that, that's what's next for the accountability movement. I love it, folks. So we went to school and they still, people still go by the AP style guide and all these yeah. things. We need it. We need a style guide for black folk yes. uh, and for victims of situations like that. I love it. I love that. Yes. Please keep us posted like that about that so we, we can uh, promote it as well. And Sisters and brothers, all of you who are listening, you know, even if you are on the fence or confused, think before you speak mm-hmm. and the impact it has on victims. I think a lot of people feel that, Jay, they have an obligation to make statements on social media. Really, it's OK to be quiet sometimes. <laughs> it is. It is. Really. You ain't got to talk about everything. And so if you have the urge to say, oh, all right, Kelly, should be, keep your mouth closed. Talk mm-hmm. about somebody else who really is worthy. So you have to, to be rehabilitated and all of that, there's still a period of atonement that goes with that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't happen an hour after the verdict is rendered. rendered. Mm-hmm. So talk about Julius Jones on death row. Talk about other people mm-hmm. whom we know, even many of whom, are, we, there are plenty of black folk who are languishing in prison for nonviolent offenses, and some of them are not even guilty. Mm-hmm. So if you need a list of people, you know, maybe there's something else color change. Do we just come up with a whole list of folk? Y'all want to talk about calling out for folk to be forgiven? Here, we can talk about this person, this person, this person. You don't have to speak out about R. Kelly. And, you know, I, I know I'm a minister, so if the brother can redeem himself, that's fine. But there's a lot of work that comes with that. And and the priority must be the victims he impacted. And also the, the state of our people that we feel the need to even excuse or enable that type of behavior because of our own lack of self-worth or our own sense of desperation. That's the real healing. So folks, just think about that. And, and even if you don't agree with me right now, fine. 
but just don't talk about it. Just be quiet because it really does not look good. Makes us all look bad. It's embarrassing. And and really just just trust me on that one. Um, and and obviously, too, Jay, this is a problem in the industry in general. Yes, you know, please. again, innocent until proven guilty. But I'm, I'm looking at the stuff with with T.I. I'm looking at the stuff with with Nicki Minaj. And that started out as the whole thing about her with the vaccination and that other stuff blew up. It's something about, you deal with culture. There's something about the industry or something in there that is creating these types of stories, it would seem. Yes. Color Change worked earlier this year when, you know, over 20 victims came out and said that T.I. and Tiny had sexually assaulted them. We worked to get the Family Hustle, their show, paused and get his podcast canceled because you shouldn't have a platform to, you know, spew your family values when you're sexually assaulting people. And people will say, well, you know, the district attorney threw the case out. They threw the case out because of the statute of limitations. They're not saying it didn't happen. They're saying it might have happened not within a certain time period with, with which they could prosecute. But it's, you know, it's the, in my opinion, it's the combination of money, power, and celebrity that makes people think they are above treating others with respect and makes people think that they can get away with abusing others. You know, and wherever color changes, you know, we're not chasing these salacious stories. They are happening to Black women and girls and we're there to enforce some type of accountability. So wherever there are Black people being harmed, color change will be there. Yeah, yeah. And, and folks, it's one other thing I'll say, and then I'll be quiet. We didn't create this industry. Mm. And so sometimes, folks, we assimilate into industry behaviors. And we know this is the history of the entertainment industry in this country. Yes. Uh, that I mean, we as black folk need to assimilate into it just because that's what we've heard or that's what it is. And so this is really a challenge to all of us to stand up and do what's right. And we begin by calling it out. That's what Color of Change has been doing. They've made a big difference in this. Folks, follow them at colorofchange.org. As I said, one of my favorite organizations doing this great work. They're going to continue to do this work. And go there and be informed as well. Educate yourself about these issues and, and how they affect all of us. Color of Change, of course, is the largest online racial justice organization. We've been uh, honored and blessed today to speak with the senior director of media, culture, and economic justice at Color of Change, Jade Magnus Oganaki. Jay, thank you. Keep up the great work, okay? Thank you so much. Have a great day. All right, you too. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? 
Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.